Hey guys, welcome back to the special fireside chat of the Millennial Money Honey podcast. Today I'm talking to my friend Judy of Hear Me Finance on Instagram, and we're talking all about being on fire as a single woman with no kids, um, or what is commonly referred to as a sink, living at home with my parents, and what it takes to be on my own and on this journey to fire. So, so excited for you to listen to our conversation and stay tuned. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> it's going good. How are you doing? Okay, just enjoying Friday. It's kind of like a chill day, so, you know. Oh, I feel like I'm running around, but it's because I was, like, at the park. and I was oh, yeah, like... you're, like, doing, you know, it's not like, oh, we're crazy. I'm glad you have to get out. I feel like I haven't been outside in days. I honestly need to get out there. <laughs> It's easy to spend day after day. Oh, and hi, Jamila Two Cents. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I love that people are joining us on their lunch hour. It's so nice of them. <laughs> yeah. um, so um, thank you. And thank you so much for doing this with me. Like, I've been so inspired by your story. And I was sharing before you came on that, like, we actually have been able to meet in person. And one, like, you're the right before I like person. COVID shut down. <laughs> right before and I was just like fascinated by you and your story and so I'm just like so excited to learn more about your experience because you know you are pursuing fire and you're on one income which especially for women who aren't always raised like being trained on what's possible financially to be able to like pursue that um I think is so freaking amazing um Oh, so first, can you like introduce yourself to those listening? Um, who is who is Katie? Sure. Yeah. So I am Katie. For those who do not know me, I uh, run the Millennial Money Honey Instagram account, and that's just documenting my journey to financial independence. And my goal is to retire early um, when I turn thirty-five with one point five million dollars, um, and just oh my be gosh. able to pursue the life that I designed myself. Um, and my goal in that is just sharing my journey in order to encourage others to pursue financial independence and um, with or without a partner, especially. Um, and yeah, just get everybody talking more about money because I think it's just not something that people feel comfortable talking about it. But yeah, the way you get others to feel comfortable is by like sharing it yourself and I think opening up. Oh my so. gosh. Yes, 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 yes. I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts because as I was like thinking about this, one thing I've thought a lot about, so I, I'm married, I have a, a white male partner, which gives me a lot of privilege <laughs> and access. Oh yeah. So let's actually start. What is fire? Could you explain that first, but then I'll go into this. We just have that question. What is fire? Yeah. So fire is financial independence, retire early. And that just basically means you have enough money invested. Um, so, 25 times your annual expenses is usually how you calculate it. And that's based on the 4% rule. And, and you can like Google it. It's, it's a little more complicated, but like, or Google fire calculator, but that, yeah, is essentially you have enough invested to live off of that nest egg forever, Run never assuming your lifestyle does not increase. Um, you'll be able to live off your nest egg forever um, and retire early. And one thing to know is I notice a lot of people in that movement don't actually want 100% retire. They just retire from whatever career they use to save up money. And a lot of them still will just basically do passion projects. So some of them are still bringing in money, but they're doing yeah. it in whatever way they want. Because totally. especially and those people are very like passionate people and they don't want to just sit at home all day. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's actually something... I mean, I think retire early, like, is like almost like a marketing <laughs> way to market yeah. it to like just get people interested and understand what financial independence is. And once you achieve financial independence, what you do with that is like completely up to you. I obviously would like, love to leave my corporate job, start a family, things like that. And those are the goals that I am working towards um, becoming work optional. Not that I don't think I'll stop earning money. I still have hobbies, I think, that would allow me to generate some kind of passive income but um yeah it's the just the option to not work for money yes and i love we're getting questions this is great so let's just go off the questions and then we can go on you know see where this conversation takes us so cool. it's 30 if uh so someone commented i'm 33 is it too late to start investing 
What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely not. Like, start tomorrow if you can. I mean, uh, there is no wrong time. The only wrong time is if you don't, like, get moving on it, like, ASAP. Because, like, obviously, everybody wishes they could have I wish I would have started, you know, when I was 22, you know, of course you do too. I think everybody yeah. does, but you can't have that mentality. You have to think you can only look forward. And I think that's, what's really important is to have the mindset of like, what can I do to better myself tomorrow? Instead of like, darn it, I didn't, I didn't do it yesterday. So start investing, yeah. but it's not too late. Um, there are people, I think, you know, even if maybe 35 isn't an option for you to retire early, like if you invest um, and are able to save 50% of your income, you can retire in like 15 years. So like you can still retire early. It just is a, on going to be on a little bit of a different time. Yeah, because I've seen a lot of people who like made a plan to retire and did it once they made that plan in 10 to 15 years. So you can make a plan at 33 and potentially retire at 43 or 48, which is still way better than 65 yeah. or some people in our society now you know there's so much financial stability that some are not even retiring ever they're having to work till their 70s 80s mm -hmm. and so anything that you can do now would set yourself up for success and it's not those people's fault like one there's you know there aren't always high paying jobs and two black people don't have access to this information and know well what do i need to set up to retire and so um there was another question because fire is this like whole movement um but there's different types of it like everyone has like oh I, there's i think there's like what they call fat fire and lean fire and different types what are the different types of financial independence retirement early yeah so lean fire is just extreme extreme bare bones budget like i almost look at lean fire as like just financial independence period i mean People retire off of that though, you know, if you're really extremely, extremely frugal. And I think for most people, like, that's not necessarily like a goal of theirs is to like <laughs> cut back so much where they feel it and it's bothersome. But if it is, and you can cut down like extremely, I think that kind of just ends up being your own version of fire, general fire, like yeah. not lean even. So that's what lean fire is though it's like if you take your cut down your expenses to like in the extreme version and i kind of look at that as just like financial independence fat fire is yeah. when you're spending like uh, six figures per year so not even like your version of retirement you are still able to spend quite lavishly um yeah. and then there's also you're still living like, that bougie life <laughs> yes um which that's a great goal definitely not one of mine either um <laughs> But and then there's other things like coast fire, which is when you've invested enough um, at your current age to where if you invested not at all anymore, then you could still retire or retire at 65. Um, but you only need to earn the amount you are like need to live on. Oh, oh sorry, oh. I got off. There sorry, you. I time out. I like tried like ration my instagram usage so i get the like um oh. use your time limit and uh i, I always hit <laughs> ignore and like ignore for the rest of the day so it doesn't really work but um, yes it doesn't work <laughs> so yeah coast fire is uh when you just have to um earn enough money every year to like pay off your yearly expenses but you don't have to invest anymore okay so generally you could do like a like a non-profit work or, or like something that doesn't pay as much but you find like value in um, yes, I love that. And then I also think um, it's not part of the fire move, but I, I would consider myself financially independent. And the fact that I had enough money that it was very easy for me to quit my job and start my own business. And even if my husband and I, he's still working and we live a frugal enough life. I don't consider us like the most frugal. We eat out a lot, but um, a frugal enough with what we, with our lifestyle that we could, um, he still works right now, but like one, we could live, he makes like in the fifties, like 53 K or 55 K a year, mm -hmm. which for Los Angeles is not a lot of money, yeah. but our life is like secure enough that we could live off that without me making a cent and be pretty fine. And, um, and then we also had to have enough in savings and investments that if he didn't work, if neither of us worked for a year and made any money, then we'd be fine. And so I feel like that's like a version that's kind of like on the path, you know, it's yeah, not totally no. early, but it's like, 
it's a little bit in that world. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's important because like to have the, you, the, the money to walk away from something and, and it's like, maybe not F you and like burning bridges left and right kind of money, but like it's truly financial independence to be able to yes. be, make decisions on your own choice and not because you feel like you have to work for money. So that exactly. is independence. And that's like such a beautiful thing. I think that's something I'm super passionate about other people because partially I grew up in, um, my, my father was very abusive to my mom and me and my sisters. And so like, and partially why she had stayed in that relationship so long was because she was on disability and was afraid that she wouldn't be able to support us if she left him. And so, um, and then I also stayed in a job probably longer than I should have. My health was suffering um, because, and I, even though I had the money, well, I actually took time and was on disability five years ago and maybe that would have been a good time to move on, but I didn't have enough money then. And so like, it just made me so passionate because I've experienced the job situation and the like financial abuse or the relationship situation or the family situation mm -hmm. that like, I really believe every person, man, woman, child should have the option to like do what they want with their life and not be controlled in any sort of situation. And we're getting a lot of great questions. We actually, um, so we'll, we'll, there's one in the question box. I'm going to start with this and then Fem Financial Coaching, we're going to add yours. Is there a way to owe money with stocks other than margins investing? My impression is no, and that one should, it should understand worst case stock value drop. I, th I feel like there's more to that question. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> yeah. With a way to owe money with stocks other than margins investing. What is margins investing? Do you know? That's when you borrow against the bank. And it's like, it's extremely, I would say risky because the interest rates on that are, are like really high, like to borrow, yeah. you know, from Schwab um, with money you don't have and you use that to invest. You That's know, honestly, really intense. I, I'm not the best person. <laughs> I don't think we are the best people to answer those questions because yeah. I personally invest in index funds. I do not like mess with that kind of stuff. Um, Yes. Um, and I personally prefer to invest in index funds. I know ETFs are more tax. I'm, I'm just reading a question, but um, index funds yeah. I, is the way I invest. Um, specifically, like mutual funds, the ones that don't tra trade on the day because mutual funds and are all, they're all index funds. Like mutual funds are index funds and like ETFs are index funds. And I think people kind of like use them interchangeably, but ETFs trade like during the day and you have to have a share amount, like, you know, VTSX, VTI costs $100 and you can only buy in $100 increments, for example. VTSAX, you can pay, like, by the cent, kind of whatever you yes. have. So I prefer to, like, pay, like, get all my money in. So I prefer Got to it. do, like, index funds. So, um, and there's, this is, like, well, there's some questions. There's so many questions. It's great. Um, so there's a question of what do you wish you knew at the beginning of your investing careers? If you want to answer, I have some thoughts on that. You go first. <laughs> well, so I actually didn't start investing until 2019 and partially because I, so I work for a union and I actually like believe we need to, if there's any way to fight for workers to have pensions like they used to, that is, um, you know, pensions tend to be more financial, um, more money than like investing in a 4k 401k in the long run in the return that you get but the there is an issue that it's only after retirement but like i had a pension and had the option to invest other ways and i didn't because i was like well i got i've got a pension i'm okay and um i don't think there's like anything wrong with that like i still when i retire will get it's like now 730 or 750 bucks a month till I die. And I think my spouse might even, even if I, if I die before him might get some money. And so it's, it's a, it's decent. Right. And that's only for doing that like 10 or 11 years, 11 years of the union. Um, and actually I think I have another small pension. No, actually I didn't invest in that one. So yeah, so about 700 something when I retire. And so, um, but one thing, like if I had known that one Roth IRAs, Cause I was like, well, why invest, you know, if I have this pension, but with Roth IRAs, the fact that you can pull out any money that you put into the account at any time, then I would have put money in there because what, like, there's no harm in it. You know, I put the money yeah. in if I decide, but you know, four years from now, I'm like, oh, I want that 6,000 that I put in. I can take that out and still have the returns in there for when I retire. Like, 
that's like it, it just it couldn't hurt just like right could be like a better savings account <laughs> you know oh, it's riskier yes. but a be but better returns yeah um so i wish i had known that because then i would have just been investing in a roth ira along with my pension yeah and um it was something that i could access sooner while also building wealth so what about you yeah i mean besides i wish i would have what i wish i would have known is just that the the earlier you do it the more compound interest like i just didn't realize like the value of investing starting like asap um, yes that that like and until but like as soon as you realize it's like yeah gotcha. I, I get it like i need to invest yes. now <laughs> so um yeah but that's all you, you know and i this is make me think like the other thing is like i wish i'd known about the tax advantages and really understood the tax advantages and it's like you might as well take advantage because with the roth ira the fact that you can gain so much in it and never have to pay taxes and yeah. even like with the pension my, at the unit i still could have invested in a 401k and knowing that like so one thing that I've been learning as I've been coaching my clients on their retirement, because I, I don't have a 401k now, but my husband does because I have my own business. And, um, and so um, at some point, I'm probably going to open up a solo 401k, yes. though, which is yeah. like its own thing. And mm -hmm. so, um, um, but with a 401k, depending on your tax bracket, like it could help you lower your tax bracket. Yes. And it's just like this huge advantage because then you're actually like, still getting around the same amount of a similar amount of money in your paycheck it's not that much lower and you're paying less taxes it's, it's just like this whole like advantage that i didn't re realize and so um i think that's one of the things i wish i had understood all the tax advantages that you get that it's yeah. like i would actually like be better off i don't know it's it's hard i feel like it's hard to explain but you know you get it hopefully everyone else yes. gets it <laughs> Um, somebody asked, would you have, um, done your Roth, Roth IRA versus maxing out your 401k? Generally, like the, the, there's a lot of, to each their own personal finance is personal, but generally like the guidelines are, um, maxing out, out your 401k employer match, then your IRA, and then going back and maxing out your 401k. So that's usually what I do. Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, yeah. And that's what I've heard is like, is you, if you, you want to get the match because that's money that's owed to you and it's money that you would free. miss free out money. on. Yes. Free money. I, I, I actually don't like calling it free oh, because really? it's like, because it's actually earned money to me. Like you're owed that money. It's like saying, I'm not going well, to part of my paycheck. Match, so. Well, but if you, if they offer it, then it's yes. like, if if they do offer it then it's like you're literally giving up some of your paycheck to me and yeah. so to me it's not like free money it's like you worked for that money get the money that you worked for and take advantage of it um and don't let like you wouldn't say like oh, just you know give me a five percent pay cut yeah so it's like it's your money get your get your full paycheck right and part of your paycheck is your 401k right totally. um and so um but yeah so like my understanding is like because then you want to get that money that's owed to you and then the roth area has such great advantages like then max that out take advantage mm -hmm. of those but then go back and um and then if you have more great that's even better oh, um yeah. let's see uh in Roth IRA, we don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, do you want to explain the tax advantages of a Roth IRA? Yeah, Roth IRA, basically you put in the money, um, you've already paid taxes essentially on it because it's what you've, you've been taxed as income. Um, so you've paid that taxes on it already. So anything you contribute to, to that, it will grow tax-free. And when you withdraw, you don't have to pay taxes on that. Versus a traditional, when you contribute it to that, you... Um, it'll be deducted, you know, from your income now in the current, like this year in 2020, say you contributed to it. Um, and your income, if it's a hundred K your income, it'll be like minus that 6,000. So 94,000, um, is what it would look like, but then you would, you would let it grow. And then when you draw down on that money in a traditional, you would, um, essentially have to pay taxes on it because you didn't previously. Um, but. I, there are ways to get around kind of like I would 
Google just Roth conversion ladder because there's ways to like for financial independence and retiring early um, to kind of avoid some of those taxes. Uh, yeah, but that's yeah. That's there's cool. there's crazy loopholes. <laughs> also, consult a CPA because I tried honestly this year to like be all like fire tax hacks yada yada and I'm like reading things and these blogs make it seem so easy I can do it on my own and then I kind of like mess some things up so <laughs> it happens. Be, careful too. <laughs> be careful but there are people out there CPAs and stuff that can help you you know totally. when you get to that and, and they'll still save you a ton of taxes um, exactly you yeah and I think that's like where sometimes it's worth to invest in something like, yeah, maybe you spend $600 paying a CPA, but then like, if you save thousands on taxes, it's that, like, it that, pays for itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not everyone needs a CPA. Like if you just have one income and you're not well, doing complicated yes. investing, you don't. Simple. <laughs> yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Simple. Exactly. Okay. That's only if you're like, you're investing a lot of money and you're doing complicated tax things and it's like oh, okay then talk to a yeah. cpa yeah um so can you oh man so many good questions let me actually pull up this one first but we're going to get to um uh we're going to work to get to all of them so being on the fi journey what are some trade schools you look for in a partner is absence of any a deal breaker it's a great question and yeah. i do want to say i love because like um, I was kind of alluding to this earlier, but I feel like there's, um, you know, you society has changed, but I'm going to talk about, so my aunt had always for the longest time was like, you know, there's this old school. She's like, oh, I'm just going to marry a rich man and he'll pay off my debt. And, you know, <laughs> and, there's, yeah. and there's still like some like women that are raised like, oh, trust the man about the finances. And like, I thought there's still going to be oh. me. Yeah, exactly. And and so now there's this empowerment amongst women that's like, wait, 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 we don't need to wait for a man. We can take care of our own financial lives. And the fact that you're an example for other women of like, you it, you can retire. And they're disadvantaged to being single financially. Because like, I've seen it, like, being able to split a one bedroom apartment, like, I save so much on rent mm -hmm. than I would if I was single having this apartment by myself like I wouldn't want to have to share a bedroom with a roommate at like yeah. 35 you know no, and no. so I wouldn't have those those financial advantages so to be able to on your own without getting the financial advantages that you get from being in a, in a relationship like and still reaching these huge financial milestones is amazing so <laughs> I think on the flip side like you're able to like I don't really go on dates like I save a lot of money in other ways I think interesting um, and it's just I have like so much control I don't have to think about anybody else when I'm planning it's like very a selfish thing I guess in some ways but like I feel like it's to my advantage too like and I just imagine Ooh. like I, I think and I do think I'm I'm doing well on my own and like a partner would just be like a cherry on top of that like I don't look mm. at it as like like I like I can I'm fine alone so I don't know yeah. I think there's some advantage to being single for sure and and I'm so glad I I am exactly like your aunt I would have said like oh you know I I just thought I would get married at like 22 I really <laughs> did um my high yeah. school sweetheart like straight out of college and it's worked for my grandparents that my Mm -hmm. grandfather takes care of all the investing and stuff it's worked for my parents my mom my dad takes care of all of our investments my mom doesn't know like anything um and they are blessed in that they it worked out for them like they have yeah. happy, healthy relationships um and i just so i just thought it would always be the same for me like my husband yeah would care. but i am so glad i am in the position where i am now it makes me feel so much more secure like I don't need oh. no man like if yes. anything were to happen like again it's just like the bonus the icing on the cake yeah um, I think I love but that that being said being on the five journey like what are some traits you look for like obviously I, I they need to be confident and good with money I just like I am, am at a point in my life where it's like I don't have time to help them like I want them to already be driven to if you know they can have debt they can have med school debt like I'm not saying they they can't be in a situation where you know 
they're not like in some kind of debt, but like, I don't know. It, it just, some driven. They can't be like, like, like they can't, they have to like want um, to have a plan. Is that part of it? Yeah, like, like exactly. so it's like if they have 50K in student loan debt, but they're like, oh yeah, I'm making my payments. I'm, I spend less than I make, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, yeah. It's just not attractive to me if they're like, flaunting you know like they're one of yes. those people who flaunt like their wealth that's just like a value alignment that doesn't align with me yeah um and just some traits goals like i do want to be able to build generational wealth like if they i yeah. want to give my kids the gift of higher education like that's something yes. like like my dad was like even like even if i don't leave you an inheritance your education is your inheritance like i want yes. value like values like that so yes, I love that. I love that. Oh my god, Haley. Doctor, See, I wanted a stay-at-home husband, and I'm working to make enough of my business so my husband can stay at home. And Yay! and we're, oh we're kind of already experimenting with that because he is still getting paid for his job to work from home, but there's not like full-time work. So he barely has to work. So I'm like, Ew. okay, oh let's experiment. You, I'm He's like, you're auditioning for my stay-at-home husband. <laughs> yes. I was like, if you do good, I'm going to make enough and, and retire you. Oh you are amazing. <laughs> I love it. So, um, okay. So, so many questions. Actually, there was another question that came before this call that kind of relates to that. Um, someone said that she was worried about attracting gold diggers with being so financially secure. What are your thoughts on that? I, I guess I am. I mean, I guess I am a little bit wary, like sharing all my financial details. Um, <laughs> that being said, like, yeah, I, I don't really have a great answer to that. Honestly, like <laughs> I am, I am, I know myself. I'm very it's like naively trusting very trusting of people mm. so like i i know I, that's something like i have to be a little bit wary of because i'm like oh yeah. you know everybody i give everybody the benefit of the doubt of like oh the, they they want the best for everybody in the world um yeah so yeah gold digger i i don't know it I don't really have a good answer because I'm too optimistically trusting of people, but like, I feel like I hope I would have that like too intuition about yeah. their intentions. And you know, look, I mean, like, like your relationship with your parents, like, I think there's nothing wrong with if, you know, your father supports your mom and that's the way they want the relationship. And there's nothing wrong with a woman supporting a man. So maybe there's a man who likes that you're financially secure and is stable and, but you're going to be the, you're going to make always have more money than him. And if you're okay with that and he's okay with that, so what, you know, yeah. if you don't want that, then, you know, it just, it depends on what you want, you know, like, but like, I've always loved making more than my partners. Um, I've made, I've always made more than brand except for the short stint where I was like not making money and starting my business. But then within like four months of making money, I started making more money than him again, <laughs> you know? And, and I like that. And he likes that. He doesn't, and you know, but part of it is like also do your lifestyles, do your values align, you know? And so for us, like he's really frugal and he's not like trying to make me buy him stuff. He does really want um, a drum set, the, the, the electronics so he can play oh. drums in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm like, her. I will buy you a drum set. It's oh. <laughs> like $300. But that's like the most expensive thing he's ever wanted. He never wants to spend money on anything. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like, do your values align? Because to me, that term gold digger, it's like, well, if someone's like trying to be with you just for the money, they don't actually love you. Okay, that that's a problem. But I think there there may be someone who like loves that you're financially independent and maybe is more the person who does the chores and takes care of you in other ways emotionally and right. you handle the finances and that's okay, you know? Um, oh man, so many great questions. So. There was one question about, can you explain what means to max out um, like a Roth IRA or 401k? What does that mean? Maxing out? Oh, means? That just means contributing up to the max amount that is um, approved by the IRS. So for uh, 2020, it's the $6,000 to contribute to an IRA. And then for your 401k, that would be contributing $19,500. So for 2020. 
um, changes yeah. sometimes um, with the year, but that is what it means to max out. And I think it's like worth noting because they have limits because it's such good tax advantages. So if you want to invest more than that, you can then just open up what's called just a brokerage account, a straight up investing yeah. account, and you can put whatever you want. You can put millions of dollars in there. It's just um, you don't have like these great tax advantages. Yeah. And then there's a great question about if either of you have kids, what accounts um, do you open for them? I actually, I haven't answered this question because I, um, I don't have kids. I don't want kids, but I have a niece and nephew. I love being the rich auntie. <laughs> um, I was talking to my friend, millennial financial educator. We talk joke about being the rich auntie. Um, and, um, uh, but I have clients who also want to invest for their kids and their niece, nieces and nephews. And so I actually did a blog post yesterday. So if you go to the link in my bio and check out the blog post, 529 accounts are investing for your kids education, but there's also other options I talk about. There's another option for, um, it's like you, uh, it's in the blog post, but it's like uniform gifts act. It's like there's another word I'm mixing this thing in there is another way to invest for your kid. And I, and then you can also open, open up a Roth IRA for your kid. It's there's, there's some crazy loopholes with that too, but I put all of it in the article. So I would go and check out that blog, that blog post that I wrote and I'll tell you like, what are your options and what benefits you get from each type of account. Um, and then let's see what else. So, so many questions. See what there's another one in the question. Book. Um, okay. Here's another one. How much do you ladies get into investments each month? Like, and I'm wondering, is that, is that question is like, how much do we invest each month? Um, I maybe, okay, well, double comma goals. Can you elaborate on that question in the chat? <laughs> and then let's see. Oh, ah, so many questions. This is, this is great. Try my best. Um, okay. So any advice for people who are just starting to invest any pointers? If you don't know what you're doing and, and you're scared, I personally recommend using a robo-advisor. That's what I first did. It automatically does everything for you. Um, it's how I learned how to invest uh, if you don't know where to start. And it's a matter of, like, if the alternative is not doing anything, I, I love robo-advisors, but that's just a personal preference. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And my, my advice would be like, um, either one, like you can work with a money coach or an investing coach if you want more guidance. Or the other thing is you can um, watch YouTube videos. I love our rich journey. They have a lot of great YouTube videos. And there's this book that I really like. Um, I didn't like Ramit Sethi's um, take on like budgeting. Oh, yay! <laughs> um, but I love the second half of the book where he talks about investing and talks about like the easiest, most basic, like literally it can take like 15 minutes to open up an investment account. Um, and it's super easy to figure out if you're just doing index funds or target date funds, it can be really easy. Um, you just, just remember it's way easier than it seems. You're like, yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole and there's, you can like try to do all these fancy stuff with investing, but you don't need any of that to start off. You can just open up an account. Oh, the, the book is called, I will teach you to be rich. This is, this is one of my favorite. Like totally recommend. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so the question, can you open a Roth IRA prior to them being able to work? My kiddos are five and three and newborn on the way. So this is what I just read. And so I would double check and do the research. I was shocked when I read this because I was like, it, it says you can open a Roth IRA for kids and even young kids. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it says they have to have earned income. But then this article that I read said that, um, earned income could be like babysitting money <laughs> and could be like you know oh for doing their chores and so like so it seems like you could mm. like have a three-year-old and be like they did their chores so they made a thousand bucks this year <laughs> you know and i'm like how do you prove that i, I don't know why you got audited i don't know <laughs> yeah i'm like how do you prove that so i don't know but i just read that in an article yesterday and so um i think i might have even linked an article the article that i read it in um which was from a legitimate like investing website and so i would check out that article that i linked and then, um, and do some research and what you like, depending. So I use Vanguard for my investing. And then I have some other like um, things. I have like a Robinhood account, and, like a bunch of stuff, but m my main stuff is in Vanguard. And so what I would do 
would like to be used Vanguard or whatever you choose, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, there's different options. Um, once you, like, say you have an account with your own investing, I would call that that firm and be like, hey, I want to find out. Because honestly, with Vanguard and like all, a lot of these companies, I found you just call them and they're so helpful. I love it. Yeah, and, it's really, it's, so, it's really helpful. They know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's their job. It's great. They're so helpful. And so basically, I just would be like, okay, this is... Um, you know, um, like this is the kind of account I want to do. What are the rules? How do I do it? And so I'd like, and please, if you find out more information, you're able to do that and confirm how you prove that income. I would love to know because I'm like, when I read that, I was like, my mouth dropped. I was like, that's insane, but kind of awesome too. Sounds like a loophole, but awesome. Um, okay, let's see. What other questions? I know we have some in the question box. Um, I know with you, you can add them on employment as a small business, but wasn't sure if you don't have to have official business if you could. Yeah. Okay. So she'll call Banger. Great. Yeah. Please let us know. Please let us know. Um, yay. Someone got the audiobook. Um, and then here we have some questions. Um, okay. Here we got, I love how much cash do you invest each month? Um, okay. If you don't want to give a specific amount. So, um, I, well, I can share. So, um, right now, because I'm starting my own business, um it's a little like my investing is not like um like totally consistent right now because i'm still like i have been making about 10k cash a month i made 17k cash in my business and i don't mind sharing like these numbers in my business i'm pretty open about it because i also like i'm very proud of the fact that i've done that and i want to show other especially women of color that like you can start your own business and make it successful and, and like my clients are having transformation i'm doing good work so i don't feel guilty making money doing that and um and so because it's, I've been putting a lot of my business income and in, back into the business. So I just in like August started paying myself. So what we've been doing is like my husband gets the 401k match. So I think he gets with the match, maybe like 500 a month invested. So maybe it's 250 from his and 250 for the match. I think maybe it's 400. Um, I could be wrong. I should look it up and <laughs> Like, what is it? Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's 300. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. I have looked it up, but I don't, I'm really bad at remembering numbers sometimes. Um, so then what I've done with my business is I just have an automatic $100 going to my Roth IRA. But then when I like have a good month and have extra money, I'll like dump $1,000, $2,000, you know. And so um, I have no doubt that I'll max out. Like right now, I think I have... Um, 4,000, a little over 4,000 in my Roth IRA for 2020 and none for my husband's Roth IRA that I opened up for him because <laughs> I manage all this. <laughs> um, and, but I maxed out both of our 2019 Roth IRAs. And so before, before the end of the year, I'm going to, or before the tax deadline, which is when you pay taxes in April. So it should be like, I think it's like April 15th or April something. Um, I will max out both of our, uh, like, I'll just make sure I'll find them because like, we have money in savings. So if I have to, I'll pull from savings, I'll max them out. So, um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to share about that question? Yeah. I mean, for me, I'll give you like the range. I mean, I want to be clear. I do make a lot. I make six figures at my job and I moved into this tech industry, like slowly over my last six jobs to be earning like six figures. Um, Plus, I live at home with my parents right now because I'm single. I don't like it's it's easy and my parents are chill. So I invest on average per month something like six thousand dollars, close to that. Like it's a lot. It's amazing. Like, I and I don't mean to brag at all. I just mean to encourage you. Like that is what I make from my regular job. And I spend nothing living at home, like so. Yeah, yeah, that is that's how much I invest. Oh my gosh, that is freaking amazing! Hashtag goals. Um, so we have another one. Um, oh, this is a great question. What are your favorite personal finance book recommendations? Love to hear your thoughts, Katie. Yeah. So besides that, I will teach you to be rich, which we I would recommend this more for like beginner um, type people. Uh, who are just kind of figuring out finances, what to do, like all the different terms. This is like a great breakdown of that, like basic um, stuff. And then, but for fire, for retiring early, I recommend Quit Like a Millionaire by Christy Shen. Um, it I haven't is, read that one. Yeah, I don't um, 
a really great book. She breaks down like how to reach financial independence and, and why and like kind of gets into her story. Like she really came from nothing and like, so anybody can do it and it's like no gimmicks. So um, it's a really Love great that. book. It, not only how to do it, but also once you kind of reach that point of financial independence, how to start drawing down your money um, properly to, to like take advantage of like minimizing your taxes and everything too. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Um, and so, um, love that, love that, love that. Um, okay. Um, oh, oh gonna, I guess I should answer the question. Sorry, I'm like, there's so many questions. It's great. So I, um, I mean, I've read a bunch. If you want to go to my blog, I have a bunch of book reviews um, on different books that I've read. And, uh, uh, you know, one thing that was frustrating to me is I realized, oh, like most of the books that I've read are by like white women <laughs> or white people. And so um, recently I've been really excited. I haven't gotten a chance to read them yet. I have like so many books I'm reading at the same time. But um, if you want to read one by a woman of color, Melody, um, Melody Wright is amazing. She just came out with the book Start Here. This is for very basic for your life how do I even budget? How do I even start to get control of my finances? Like, cause look, everyone's a different journey. Some people don't have a lot of money. Some people have a lot of money, you know, like, um, and so there's no right or wrong way and there's no good or bad. Right. I always say it's like, everyone's just, it's wrong. And you know, on wherever we're at and that's great. So if you're at the very basics, start here. And then, um, there's, um, um, I, I'm really excited to read this, but I just, it's sometimes like, you know, you spend so much time at your work. You're like, it's hard to read more finance books. It's like, totally. that's what you do. Feel that. Feel that. <laughs> do every single day. But clever finance um, girl is uh, clever girl. Finance is another by another amazing woman of color. Bola, uh, so Kunbi. Um, and so if you're looking, especially to, if you're a woman of color, but also like any of these books are great. And I also, the first book that I ever read, I'm trying to find it somewhere. Oh, it's like underneath my phone <laughs> was Rich Bitch. And I still have a special place in my, my life because it was the first one that I ever read. Um, and, and I have nothing against white women. It was still like, this was transformational in my life. And, and it also is more of a basics one. And so if you're looking for basics, those are some options. And then if you want to learn about the fire movement, I'm really excited. Now I want to get quit like a millionaire. I'm going to get it. <laughs> yeah. She's um, an immigrant too from China. So she's Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. That makes me even more excited. Yeah. Um, okay. So um, here's a question. If you were in a relationship with someone who earns less, would you help them financially or give them money? Great question. What do you thought? What are your thoughts, Katie? You know, if they were my partner and like, I guess it kind of depends on the circumstances. Like obviously every circumstance is good. Like, are they, why do they need this money is a good question. <laughs> but like, I mean, if, if as you did with Brandon, I know you helped yeah. him with his student debt, like, Yes. If they were earning less and, and we decided to like be full in on this partnership, I would a hundred percent help my partner. Like I just wouldn't yeah. even blink an eye. Like, yeah, it's such a, like a team mentality for me. So like, um, any relationship, if we were just like boyfriend, girlfriend, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> I would help somebody in a pinch, but I also wouldn't expect the money you know, to, you know, if they needed a hundred, 200 bucks, like, sure. Like I would spot them, um, without yeah. the, the need for it to be returned. Like I would give it, I feel like I'm very generous in relationships if I'm in, but I also haven't been single for six years. So like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'll share, cause you kind of alluded to it. Like, so my husband, uh, my partner, he, um, when we got together, I was, um, we, neither of us had credit card debt at that time. I had had credit card debt, like 11K, and then I had dealt with it. But I still had a little bit of a car loan, and I had a little bit of student loans. And um, he had about 40, 50 at the time. I can't remember because he, he, and he was really aggressive because he's so frugal and he would pay like a thousand a month to it because like, that's all he would put his money towards, even though he was like making not a lot, maybe like 40 K or something like that a year at the time, maybe less actually. And, um, so when, so we, when I, when we got together, I was actually, so it's one thing we have in common, which I love is I was doing a no spend year. It was like 2017. Katie also did a no spend year. It's amazing. Um, I allowed myself to eat out during that year, but I was like, no clothes. I stopped getting mani-pedis, no 
hair dyes, you know, um, so it was buying no things. And um, so I used that year to pay off the last of my student loans, which wasn't much and last of my car loan and, and then really worked to save up. And we were living together. And what, what happened was then we were getting ready to be like, okay, next steps, I was saving for a house wedding. And, um, and I had no problem saving more of that because I knew we had to say, so I was like, you focus on your debt, let's get rid of that. And I'll focus on saving and that can be used for the house and used for wedding. And um, then one year when I was looking at like, we were doing taxes, I was looking at his taxes. So he spent like 2,500 on interest. And that's when I was like, oh shit, that's a lot of money, you know? And so I had 20,000 saved at that point. And I was like, you know what? Like at that point, we had had a lot of money conversations. We really trust each other financially. We had been living together um, and we were engaged and we knew we were like getting married. So I felt very comfortable then being like, now, like you said, like we're in this together, we're getting married. Like, and I didn't want to start marriage um, until, um, until I didn't want to get married until, um, until we were debt free. I was like, I don't want to spend money winning. And oh, by the way, someone asked, what do I do? What business do I do? So my business is Hear Me Finance. I do that full time. I'm a money coach and I help women and couples become financially free. So I have a group coaching program. We just, the third round just graduated last night. Um, it's three months called the Confident Money Club. So if you're interested, you can go to the link in my bio to apply. I also um, train women. I do a lot of stuff. I've, I've done like career break, like teaching women how to negotiate raises. A lot of stuff but that's the main thing um that i work on now and then i teach women of color want to start their own money coaching business so dm me i'll tell you all about me um, <laughs> um but so yeah at that point i was like well i don't want to get married until there's no debt because like i didn't feel comfortable and i don't think there's anything wrong if someone paying for a wedding but i didn't want to pay for a wedding myself until like when we were paying interest on loans and I wasn't in, I also wasn't in a rush. We were living together. I would have considered us basically married anyways. And so, um, so I took the 20,000 I had saved and I put it towards a student. I think at that point he had gotten from 50 to 40 K and I put the 20 K and then within like the next seven months, we paid the rest of it off. So I think I, at that point I started paying the rent in full and I was like, you put whatever, I will pay all the expenses. You pay that off. Then when he, we, he paid it off, um, then he started paying the full rent and he started paying all the expenses. And then I took any, everything actually that I had and I started just saving like between two and three K a month. And so I think it's like, that's the thing is where it was like this balance where like one, we trust each other. We had a lot of money fights before that, but then, but then we worked through it and now we really feel comfortable with money together, but it definitely took, took some time to get there. So um so that's that's a little my story so let's see what are the questions um okay um and so someone said basically like um oh is this for the uk don't know these types of accounts so i don't know if you know i i don't know anything about investing in other countries yeah no i'm sorry i'm not familiar but like there are great um fire accounts i know for the uk and or like uh, debt-free accounts who are probably more familiar i can try and yeah. like, dig around and, um and i know that um my friend lisa siri who's a investing coach is lisa like i think it's s-e-e-r-y so you can find her account she has an investing program and she says she knows because she worked in the investing world she um she her stuff can apply to other countries too um, so I'm almost close to maxing out my Roth IRA Roth with my job. Does the end of the year mean January 1st or tax time? Wondering if I should end my Roth since I am at 5,300 this month. Oh, what? that you have until April um, of the following year. So don't feel the rush to max it out by December 31st. You'll have until you file uh, the tax deadline. So April 15th. And then I think for a 401k, the deadline is the end of the year, the right? The calendar year, yeah. The calendar, calendar year. Yeah. So with the Roth IRA, it's April 15th, but the 401k, it's the calendar year. Yeah. Okay. Um, Katie, when did you know about FIRE? How did it change you? I learned about FIRE um, only like last year, September 2019 um, is when I... Oh. Uh, started getting super into it. Prior to that, I was just kind of in this like little personal finance space, like 
figuring out my investing. But then I found out about fire. Somebody recommended I read like the Mr. Money Mustache blog. And uh, that's I mean, how I learned about that it is, too. That see, I feel like that is how everybody <laughs> learns about it. Like he, that is like, and I just referenced it, re-referenced it the other day. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, in, so interesting. Like, um, but definitely recommend you read Mr. Money Mustache blog to kind of get started. Have great resource, very extreme, not for everybody. Like he worked in tech as yeah. a software engineer, um, which is kind of what inspired me to like, see how my skills translated into the tech world. Um, but that being said, like it changed me. Like you just are so once you find fire, like you can't not unsee it, you know, it's like, yeah. like, like it's, it's, I love that. it makes you so like, uh, extreme like about things like hyper conscious of your spending um you really think of everything as like the trade-offs of retirement and like what that means like to to in the now like having yeah. thing now versus like what it could mean in the future I mean I think it's for the better but also I think sometimes I'm like I need to spend more now because like I'm living <laughs> right now it's like yes. I can't deprive myself too much so that for better or for worse um i still think it's like amazing to to be inspired by the financial independence retire early movement yeah it, well you know the thing i think that i got from it too is that you can for me i've learned that it's all about being creative to get the things that you want so it's not that you have to give up stuff it's that if you just get creative with it you can have it and have your financial so, freedom too <laughs> I think that's why I am so drawn to it, even though I'm not like yeah. a math, like numbers girl, like yes. you get so creative. I think the creativity of it, it's like, well, where can, it's like fun, like to, yeah. it's to, a like, fun game how and to get what you want still. I'm yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I've learned like, oh, like I can have lattes every day especially if I make them at home. If I get myself a little Nespresso machine and I get myself the fancy oat milk, like I, I, I can exactly. even make it taste better than from the coffee shop. And you know, <laughs> like, I can do fancy, like I make these fancy nice pumpkin spice lattes at home, right? And you know, and so like you can, like I love like his family talked about like they watch movies all the time and they have a little projector and you know in their basement make a little movie room so they don't have to spend money going to the movies but then they get to still that have experience. movies all the yeah. time exactly and so I was like oh like if i'm creative with it like you just even finding like when museums have free days and like the free stuff that like the, especially in living in cities like you know we met in la because you used to live in la i live in la um oh and our journal with us yes come yeah, by for sure. tomorrow <laughs> yeah but like especially if you live in a city there's so many fun things that are free and so can you find like can you make it as a fun challenge to find all those things and take advantage of them and it's so rewarding too when you yeah. like yeah, we did it. that for free. I don't know. Or whatever. Exactly. Oh, I totally agree. And so, okay, so the money that I put into my Roth um, January to April, that counts for 2020 income and not 2020. So I do want to clarify that. You have to make sure it specifies because when you have it automatically set to come out, it often will just switch over to the new year. So you may have to like call them and be like, hey, how do I make sure that any contributions from January to April? Because I had to do that last year when it switched over from 2019 to 2020. I had to make sure that the new contributions were still going to 2019 so I could max that out. So definitely please yeah. make when sure. When I transfer through Schwab, it just like has me like the drop down contribute to which year and then just makes yeah. me. Oh, like, yes, exactly. Year, so. Yeah, because if you're doing it yourself, then you can choose. But if it's automatic, oh, it, it, it yeah, might yeah. go to the new year. So I would then, so what I'm planning on doing is canceling the automatic $100 that goes. Yeah. And then in just for the first couple months, doing it manually. And then I'll right. set up the automatic again. Yeah. This is an interesting question. I love this. I sometimes worry about if I ever retire early, I'll run out of things to keep me busy. Do you? Ooh. I think that's why it's really important before you even like crunch the numbers about like your financial independence journey, like numbers are really easy to figure out. It's about like the mindset of what you're going to do in retirement. That's really important to get right. I think 
Mm-hmm. Number one. And I always tell everybody, like, you need to start with why. What are you going to do when you fill up to fill up that time? You're not going to be drinking my ties on the beach all day, every day. It's just that's not going to happen. Like, um, yeah. like, you will probably take a lot of naps early on, like, sure. But then then what? Um, so, you know, yeah, I think you should really write down, like, list all your hobbies. What do you do? What do you like to do? Like, what are the things that are going to fill you your life with purpose? Because at the end of the day, you want to have a purpose driven life. And and I think that's something you need to think about first. Yeah. And I think for me, because like, I actually consider myself in partial retirement, because I'm really lucky that with my business now, I can make good money and not like there are months when I do like I was saying, like this last couple weeks, I would say I've worked full time, because I'm working on launching a podcast, as you know, Bachelornomics, all about the bachelor and um, money <laughs> with my friend Scarlett from Literary Book Blog. So that's taking up a lot of my time right now, plus my the programs that I run. But most of the time with my business, I, you know, I work when I want to work. I don't work. I don't, I, because I, with my union organizing job, I used to work crazy hours. So I'm very adamant about like not working full time, (laughs) doing what I want, going to the park, taking naps, doing whatever I want (laughs) with my time. And so like, even if I retired early, this is probably what I'd still do. I'd still run this business because I enjoy. So it's not really about retiring early. It's more about um, how do you want to spend your life? If you have a job that you love and that's how you want to spend all your time. Great. That you don't have to retire early, right? It, but if you could do any work, what would it be? Like, maybe you've always had a dream of writing a book. Maybe that's what you do if you retire early. Or you've always had a dream of working with, you know, kids or, I don't know, yeah, I'm going to host an Airbnb. Theater. Like, I'm going to be like, Victor, our journey with less, I see you. Like, that's what I'm yes. doing when I retire yes. early. So stuff like that. Yes, yes, exactly. So it's more, it's not about like, oh, I just need to retire to retire. It's like, well, how do I want to be spending my time? And at that point, like, if your job is allowing you to spend that time that way, great. But if not, like, what could you do either as a job or as a volunteer or just with, to, how do you want to spend your time and just do that, right? And if you get bored and get another freaking job, totally fine, you know, if it's, you can take your time searching for a job that you're like so freaking excited to do and that you can't wait to get up to do. And I, I see other people want me to, um, to bring them PSLs. Uh, I, I will do my best in spirit. I will bring you yes. pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I see other people saying they're going to have lots of projects. So I love this. So I think we're going to be running out of time soon. So I'll just say before we wrap up. So Katie, you know, if people want to learn more from you, like I think you have some stuff that you sell, some resources, like how can people connect and, and learn more from you? Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Millennial Money Honey. I have also started a YouTube channel. So subscribe if you want to like follow along on like yes. more in depth of me talking about my actual experiences, like topic by topic. Um, and yeah, I do have an Etsy shop. Um, got some fun things planned for that in 2021. So be sure to look. <laughs> yes. So if you're looking for gifts, go to our Etsy shop. You can buy gifts for people from our Etsy. I know you have a really cute sticker. Um, yeah. The uh, yeah decorating charts, like coloring charts. Um, but yeah, plan it yes. on a maybe dropping merch in 2021. Ooh, please do. I will buy Bye. the merch. Yeah. I will gift it to friends too. And um, cause I love like, I mean, I, I would totally buy Mercer's millennial money, honey. Cause that just to me is like the funnest slogan and just the, just the vibe of that is amazing. Thanks. And please yeah. everyone, I haven't had a chance to find your YouTube channel. So I'm going to do that to make sure I do it today and subscribe. And, and it helps, you know, if you really love what, what KDS offered, like every video, like every video, put comments because that helps the algorithm. So we can make Katie YouTube famous. <laughs> That's our 2021 goal. Make Katie YouTube. And if you famous. want your financial wellness for in 2021, Judy is your girl and Bachelornomics podcast. So yes. Fun. Oh my God. Yeah. Go to the link in my bio and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Oh my God. It's gonna be so. And we and there's an Instagram at Bachelor. It, I just get to do so many fun things. That's the thing. It's like you retire early. What kind of podcast would you start? Would you start a podcast talking about reality TV? Because I would, and I'm doing it. <laughs> yes, design your best life. So yes. Um, well, yeah. Oh, what's YouTube your YouTube name? Millennial, millennial, everything's millennial money, honey. Everywhere. Okay. 
Perfect. Can't wait. Because I've been meaning it's been on my list to do of like watching your videos. So oh, yeah. now I'm like, okay, I'm watching your videos today. I'm so excited. Put it on mute, like just run through the playlist so I get my watch out. <laughs> yes. And that's another thing people could do is like, put it on mute, have the playlist running. And yeah, so then she could get the view time. She could start monetizing. So, thanks, guys. Thanks, yes. you. This is so much Thank fun. Thank you. So we'll talk soon and we'll um, have the replay. If people didn't catch the beginning, I'll post the replay now and you get to watch that. So, okay. Well, we'll talk soon, Katie. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this special conversation I had with Judy. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more like it, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Millennial Money Honey and go follow Judy at Hear Me Finance on Instagram. For more for more fire conversations, be sure to subscribe to the Millennial Money Hunting Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and let's retire early together.